Okay, so yeah, everyone has it, page 21 in the Hebrew, and in English, bottom of 18. So let's just quickly, Chazel, let's just review what, what, we've, what we're, we're beholding, what we're learning, we'll put ourselves, orient ourselves, and I'll ask if anyone did, did homework. We had homework last week, yeah, and if anyone... I remember. missed the homework, I was... I... <clears throat> All right, so let's, let's go back into what we were talking about. So the Piazetzner is being a quintessential Polish Rebbe. Um, at this point, he's literally speaking about the shita of Polish Hasidim as diametrically opposed to Chabad, the, to complete the opposite type of Avedis Hashem, the opposite derech of Avedis Hashem. And what's that? So the Pizetzner said that besides working on Machshava, besides working on broadening and strengthening Machshava, to be able to push it, be able to think about God and to hold one's thoughts on God. So the Pizetzner said, we, you need a lot of training. That's what, that's what this group is about. And he spoke about how, some, how it's a shame that we can't do it because we haven't worked on it yet. And then he says, now he's saying, as he's getting into technique, he's saying that what do we know about machshava? What do we know about thought? So just like um, love and marriage and horse and carriage, so thought and emotion go together. Thought and emotion go together. And the way that he said it, he said, Pure thought, strong thought, good thought comes from emotional awakening, emotional being on fire. But being on fire comes from good thought, and emotions come from thought. So it's this, you know, who comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right? Because we want to arouse, we want to get good thoughts. So therefore, if you arouse your emotion... Pizetzner says that his advice is to do acts, to do things, to arouse the emotions, and then direct them towards God. And then the thoughts will surely follow. Right? Once he established that, like Mary's little lambs, thoughts follow emotion. So the Pizetzner says, do what you need to be able to follow, to arouse any emotion, even about things of this world. Even if it's about things of this world, arouse that emotion anyway. Why? He gives a marshal. He gives an example. Well, first of all, he says, this is a, a theological statement. He says that kol his galus man nefesh, what's the Oshan he says? Kol his structures with slavas Israeli min his galus and nefesh chutz migufi. Any structures, any excitement, anytime you get emotional, anytime you get excited, it's his galus and nefesh. It's the soul revealing itself. So therefore, any type of emotion that you need, that any way to arouse the emotion, even if you think about things of this world, think about that. Think about things that will think about people that you love. Think about things that make you happy, right? Think but, about but not a dvaravera. I mean, obviously not a dvaravera. Obviously, you remind me somebody. I heard one some one Yerushalmi gave a bracha to another one. And may God fulfill all your your heart's desires, whatever is allowed in the Shulchan Aruch. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah. I just want to make sure I understood 100% correctly. According to the Baal Shem, one can think of Dvaravera and then use One can or cannot? Can, yes. Chas v'shalom, Dvaravera. I thought you said last week that was the That's week. what the Misnagdom accused them of. That's what I said last week. The Misnagdom accused them of arousing themselves. Because that is what... What, exactly. Jacob prank and right. So that's so that's not chas v'shalom. No, that's what the misnagdim are accusing them of. So what's the difference between the Shem and the pizza? So the, no, it's not no difference. So no. The, so that's what I, was, so I mentioned last week. First of all, hundred percent understand. I also don't understand hundred percent. Right, but trying to, but lamaisa the, the nakuda is like this. The Balshemtov taught an idea of halos hamidas and halos machshavazars. A, um, raising up emotions that fell and raising up thoughts that fell, impure thoughts. What does that mean? So based on the Kabbalistic concept of Shriya Sakelem, the breaking of the vessels, which essentially means once we establish the Hasidic idea that all of reality is the light of God. So what are all the worlds? A successive um, lessening of God's light as the worlds go down and down, <clears throat> and each world, lower world is God's light is more concealed, Till this world, we don't see God's light at all, right? But in order to be able to bring about that you see a world and you don't see God, there had to be the shattering of the vessels. 
But just an example would be like, imagine you have a Scrabble, uh, you know, you have things written out, a whole, you know, uh, the Gettysburg Address written out with Scrabble, and then you just throw them all over the place. So imagine you have to put the Gettysburg Address back together again, like Humpty Dumpty. So that's essentially what our reality is. Hashem shattered the vessels, we have to put them together again. And therefore, because of that Kabbalistic idea, the Baal Shem Tov taught, therefore, because the Baal Shem Tov's whole union is to show that whatever it says in Kabbalah is, the, is really with the Gashmis of the world. It, like, it's not, it's not some, some ethereal realm. It's here. Right? So the Baal Shem Tov says that means that any time you have um, uh, 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 an impure lust, let's say, it's really coming from Avas Hashem. It's coming from the realm of divine love and your divine love, but it's fell through the shattering of the vessels and therefore came to the realm of klipa, the realm of impurity. So what you have to do, not chas v'shalom, to keep it, right? But go to the source of it. Go, okay, if this is this, I'm having this ava, this lust, it's coming from the fact that my soul really loves Hashem. And so why should I go after a, a piece, a, a, a drop instead of the whole ocean? So you use that as a springboard to get to Kodesh Baruch Alter Rebbe says in Tanya that that teaching of the Baal Shem Tov was only said to Tzadikim. In Tanya, Perk they actually the Alter Rebbe uses the words, Vegam Aliya Shaita. That's literally the words of Alter Vegam Aliya Shaita, Lasik Bahalas Machshavas Azaras. Don't be a fool. Aliya Shaita, don't be an idiot. Don't be a fool to try to elevate your impure thoughts. Why, says the Alter Rebbe? Because that was said only to Tzadikim. That their impure thoughts are not from themselves, right? Their impure thoughts come from our impure thoughts, right? A tzaddik, a real tzaddik who's the head, of, the head of the Jewish people, because we're all one body, whatever thoughts we have goes into a tzaddik. And so the Baal Shem Tov said that could be such a thing that the tzaddik has these thoughts and he has to elevate them. But the Altar says, but a bainani, which that's the whole book of Tani, that we're trying to become a bainani, how do you want to elevate the impure thought when you yourself are down? You're not. You're part of this world. You're not elevated at this moment. The Polish Hasidim didn't. So, this, so there's a big debate by the Polish Hasidim. You know, uh, there's, a, there's actually a very interesting publication called Hechal Abal Shemtev. It's already been coming out for a couple of years, and he, Nachum Greenwald, he put out a thing. It's like 40 pages to like all the different sheetas, like the famously the Komarna. The Kamarna was radical the other, the, the other way. The Kamarna said, you have to know, God's light fills everything, even the most impure thought, even the Avera. You just have to know it's a Lukos. And, and he beferish argues on Alter Rebbe. They say the Rebbe Rashab, when he saw them in Kamarna's book, he took it out of his house. But, but, but it's, a, that's, it's a big machlaikis whether, whether anyone could do it or not. But that's not, one second, but that's not what the Piazetsna is talking about. He's talking about halas hamidois, not halas hamachshavazaris. Allah Samid is to elevate the emotion, not impure thoughts. You know, as the Machlaikis is, whether you could use that impure thought as the springboard to get to Avas Hashem, right? Or, the, or you have a, a fallen fear. You know, you're afraid of uh, uh, an Arab or something, right? Really, you're supposed to have only Yerush Hashem. Hot from Canaan, nor from Abish to Alain. Right, you're only supposed to have uh, from Yerush Hashem. So this fear that I have of an Arab or of, uh, you know, that's, an, that's a fallen fear. So really, I should be fearing Hashem. So that's, that type of thing is a question who that's for. But the Piazetzner is not talking about going into the realm of impurity or the realm of the forbidden. The Piazetzner is saying, arouse your emotions in a way that's okay, in a way that's totally allowed. But arouse your emotions. Think about somebody that you love. Think about you know, a vacation that you had. Think about a beautiful you know, uh, steak that you ate, you know. Whatever's going to bring you into a good mood and is going to make your emotions uh, it's going to put, a, you know, put on the sensors, right? It's going to make the emotions start bubbling up and then bring them to Kodesh Baruch. Let's read it inside. Say, yeah. Last week you said also, which was important, is that it's a lichatchila v'dyeven. Even though, even the Baal Shem Tov is only saying to be Evan, he's not saying to have the thought. To, to right, that, that's Shabtai Tzvi and Jacob Frank. Right. And that's what, obviously, the, the, I mean, that's one of the things the Vilna Gren was concerned about. But yeah, that would be, that would be Mama Shabtai Tzvi. <clears throat> but, but again, so, so, but just before we go in, inside, I just want to again outside, and we'll talk about it again, but, 
So, and Chabad form of meditation is the opposite. Chabad, which is why it's called Chabad, as opposed to Polish Chassidim, are called Chagas. Chagas is Chesed Gvur Tiferes, love, fear, and, and uh, compassion, which are the emotions. So those Chassidim are known for stressing the, the need to get the emotions any way possible. And the Alter Rebbe held, and he, and he held that, that this is what the Magid taught in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, that Chabad means that, no, you don't, emotions that are aroused not from, for Kodesh Baruch Hu, is the animal soul. How is the animal soul going to make you, your divine soul come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It's just making, and Chabad, the whole Indian is bitl, is to nullify oneself, is to absorb oneself within the divine, to lose oneself within the divine, by meditating, by meditating on ideas of God, and then, v'yadata hayom, then v'ashavay Like he says in Tanya, that the, that intellect, the intellectual capability, the intellectual faculties are the parents of the emotions. The emotions are children, and the intellectual faculties are the parents that give birth to them. So it has to be dafka through meditation. He's also making a, a priority distinction because that's what they're saying they're kind of relatively equal. He's not making a value judgment between feelings and thoughts. But the author is definitely making a priority a judgment between the two. Correct. That's totally true. The altar the altar I think I mentioned there was a machlekes after the Alter Rebbe passed away between the Mittler Rebbe and the Strashelier, Baron Strashelier, how much the Alter Rebbe negated or not ecstasy. The Mittler Rebbe held, you know, I, I think I mentioned, the Mittler Rebbe's Hasidim had problems with their legs. Mittler Rebbe has a book called Kuntus Espilus, which in English is translated by Louis Jacobs and Tract on Ecstasy. It's a great book, really, really worthwhile to, to read. And 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 the, he's translating the Mitzvah Rebbe is essentially guidebook. It's a psychology, a Hasidic psychology book about getting excited about God. And he literally he negates any looking to get excited, any excitement that comes not just from meditating on Hashem. He negates, and even when it comes to Hashem, he negates getting too excited. It's better to keep your mind focused on it, not to seek the excitement. Because when your mind is focused on something, you're, you're, you're nullified to what your mind is focused, right? Like it's like looking at a painting, right? It's like you lose yourself in what you're looking at. So your mind, you lose yourself in. Emotions, you feel yourself. So it's, so, so it's a question of how much, the, that was machlik, is how much the Alter Rebbe negated it, but you're 100% right. That's why it's called Chabad. The Alter Rebbe held, and Chabad Rebbeim held that the most important thing is to have these ideas, these divine ideas, and to focus on them with your mind, whether you have those emotions or not, is very secondary. Yeah? Okay, so let's see inside. Um, oh, and I forgot to, to review, we won't see it inside again, but he gave a very important mushal, a, a real, the mushal, the parable that he gave is very important to remember. Um, it's actually, it's, it's actually very dear to me, this parable, because I remember Rabbi Weimarger teaching it, not from the Sefer, but when he first, you know, man, he met, when I was like 16, he taught this parable, and it was very helpful for me. Um, it's because sometimes, sometimes you have to be a Pizetzna. But the parable is like this. He says, that, imagine that this uh, uh, father's son was taken into jail, taken, you know, accused of a crime and taken to jail. And the father can't see the son, hasn't seen his son in months. But they're going to give him a trial, and the father happens to be a lawyer. And so they let him in to discuss the case. So the Pizetsu said, a foolish father will say, okay, they only let me in to discuss the case. Let's discuss the case. And they'll sit down, open his briefcase, his, what do they call it, attache case? His attache case, and, and, you know, and start getting out, you know, and talk about the case. And the Pizetsu, like a smart father, is like, stupid idiot, give a hug to your son. Who cares how you got in? Who cares why you got in? You're in, so hug your son. So the Pizetsu says, who cares what aroused your emotion? It's a stake, it's, it's a, you know, an amusement park, whatever it is. Who cares? Once your emotion is roused, you're in. Now hug Hashem. Now bring that emotion to Hashem. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah? Call is structures. Here, page 21, in the middle of the... the, the um, the line begins with the word va'adaber. It's mamash in the middle of the page. The line begins with the word va'adaber. Kol Any emotion, any excitement, any time you get excited by something in this world, 
It opens up a spark from the soul. Right? That's the Piazetsner's, that's the uh, axiom you go by. The Piazetsner's axiom is any emotion, any excitement, that's the soul being opened up. And Chabad would say that's the animal soul. That's the animal soul. In fact, actually, the 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 Lubavitcher of our generation, he actually has a letter where somebody asks him. You know, there was the there's there some Hungarian Hasidim that scream in the middle of davening. You know, so someone asked the Rebbe if that's a hefsik, if that's okay. So the Rebbe says it's not a hefsik, right? You don't have to be that big a brisker. I would say it's not a hefsik, but the Rebbe says but if it's from the divine soul or from the spashtus of the animal soul. So in, in other words, that's how much the Chabad the idea is to be in, to devolved into to dissolved into the Havaya Echad, into the one. It's not about the excitement, it's about getting into Hashem. You have to have emotions also to bring that into yourself, but the, the Aymenid is to be absorbed into Hashem. But the Piazetzner is not making that distinction, and he's saying, no. Kol Anything that opens up that gets you excited, that's opening up a spark from the soul. The soul was revealed. So take it out more. You something aroused your emotion, take it out more. And uh, 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 swoon over it. Swoon over the soul. Hug the soul. Once, you, once the soul has an emotion, direct it towards God. Since we said this axiom, that any time my emotion is moved in any way, it's, it's a revelation of the soul. We know, now we have what to start with, right? If I could arouse my emotion, if I could make my emotion, and I could do it in a way that's not, not dafka from Kedusha, from Rishus, not Iser, but from Rishus. I have had a start, but to open knock on my heart, to call it out from the iron uh, uh, gate that it's stuck there. Piscally, gets emotional. Open up my sister, my bride. Now that you were revealed, soul, go serve Hashem. Have feelings, have excitement of Hashem. Lemoshel. This is where we're holding. Took a while to get to whatever, but it's okay. It's good to review. Lemoshel. The Pizetsa gives a very practical Eitzah. Um, this is not recommended for people that suffer from depression. Bechlal, a lot of the things that Pizetsa is going to say now is not recommended for people that suffer from depression because it's, he, the Pizetsa holds that even if you arouse emotions that are bitter, not, in other words, I won't say negative emotions, but like emotions of sadness, emotions of bitterness. That's also, Pizetsu likes that too. So look what he says. The Mashal. Every person has their own troubles. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody has worries. Right? Everybody has issues. I mentioned the, the, the great meditation master Ajahn Chah said that a human being is a being with issues is a creature with issues. Every human being has issues. You'll never find a human being that doesn't have an issue. It's just the nature of the nature of the beast. So says Everybody has something to worry about, something that, that's bothering them, something that's 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 schwer of in hearts, that's something that's heavy on the heart. Or another person Somebody else's pain, so, or somebody that that lo- that you that you feel as if it's your own, right? Somebody that you love so much that it, that it's as if it's your own pain. Any time you bring to mind this issue that's bothering you or bothering that person that you love, look at the words he's using. And you're. You imagine it. He's literally saying, use your imagination. Right? We've spoken about already a few times. Rectified imagination is redemptive. It's part of the redemptive process. Rav Cook speaks about it. The Rambam already says it's connected to prophecy. So he's saying, if you just picture in your mind that issue, not just say it, you know, uh, you know uh, just say it like that, but really think about your issue. As, as if it's like in front of your eyes. 
your heart becomes soft, umisragish, and starts feeling, af and even starts crying. Right? If you really think about this particular issue, if you think about it long enough, this, this thing that, that's bothering you or bothering somebody that you love, it'll make you cry. So Pizat says, do that. Make yourself cry. He says, Tzayir Oisam, Gamata Picture these, these tzars that, that you have, that somebody that you love has. As soon as your heart gets broken, as soon as you feel the brokenness, as soon as you feel that emotion of sadness, then, then elevate it. How? By bringing to your heart, remind your heart, Why should I cry? For no reason, for, into the void. Why should I just cry for no reason? Haloi, Hashem lefanai. God is right before me. Right now, wherever you are, you're standing before God's throne of glory. And God's throne of glory is always in front of you. You're always standing before it. It's just a question of being cognizant of it. So I'm now I'm crying, and then I remember that I'm standing before God's throne of glory. Let me cry to God. The one that hears all the the, all vo- the crying voices, and he says, and and, to, in, and add to that, and and if you bring to him, remember what we learned from the Ravid, right? The Ravid gives the the, the Pizessa learns the Ravid that the Ravid says it's okay sometimes to picture God with a form if necessary. With that, with that dimion, with if you need that eitzah to chazik yosef yosef. Even more, have a, a, feel free to picture in your mind any way you need, any way that's going to arouse that emotion. Right this moment, you ascended before God's throne. And you were given permission to pray, to, to beg God. And you'll see how good of a prayer you're going to have through this. You'll see that this is Mamash going to bring, this is going to bring the, the, uh, a prayer. And that was the homework last week. The homework last week was, as I said, if anyone could try to do that, see this, if you could do this uh, thing to try to arouse the, to try to arouse the emotion to happen. But that's, because that's no saying, even if it's something sad, even if it's the emotion of sadness. Yeah. That sounds like a depression remedy. No? Explain, what do you mean? Well... If depression is uh, the feeling of a sadness without source, mm-hmm. um, and here Pizzetta is saying, take that and employ it immediately and that. find hope in tefillah and recognizing Karsh Barhu. Yeah, beautiful. Yes, yes, yeah, very good. I think I mentioned last week or the other week that in Tanya also, this the Alter of Ataka says the same thing. In chapter 31, he says that when you're in a bad mood, when you're feeling sad, might as well use the time to be, you know, make a cheshben avoynas, make a cheshben, make a self-accounting, and be sad about, you know, Averis, and then bring it to Hashem. So the same type of idea, Enochanamah, the same type of idea. But the nekudah, the, the, but, but again, like, you know, the, the whole idea that, you know, you picture... You, Picture a, you, you sit and you picture a, you know a day that you were at the beach with your kids or with your you know and it's a really happy day, and then you take that emotion and and bring it to Hashem. It's mamish. It's an eitzah. It's it's something that it's a it's very biyodei. Like you can mamish do it, but but uh, takes practice. But that's the first technique that he that he's really giving in a very very solid way. Do you think there's something specific about the imagination? Versus like reading or listening to something. Sure. Like, sure. I spoke about this a couple of weeks, a couple maybe it was right a couple of months ago. But so I'll say it again. The, the the it's very important to remember. The Indian of imagination. So the Rambam says that imagination is the part of is the is the cognitive is the part of the mind that the prophets used. Right. The prophets or they they spoke in all. Uh, you know, when when they were describing whatever they were seeing, <laughs> somebody just showed me a meme of uh, Yechezkel, Ezekiel, you know, with like this huge, crazy, like, you know, picture. And like, you see this voice coming from the, uh, Ezekiel, you ate the whole bag of the shoes? <laughs> anyway, so the prophets, they would be using imagination, right? 
So the Rambam says, so imagination on one hand, and, and, um, and uh, Rav Kook speaks about a lot, that, that that's why in the last hundred years there's been a big development of the arts, of, of visual uh, uh, media, because it's a pr- preparation for the time when Mashiach comes when we'll all be prophets. So imagination, and, and again, there's, there's always the rule that whatever could bring to the biggest, you know, to biggest holiness could also bring to the biggest impurity. Imagination is what causes all sin, really. I mean, if you think about it, imagination could be the biggest uh, enemy, right? Imagination is, is what brings to all sorts of problems. Or you use the imagination to imagine God, to picture God, or like derive it, you know, the, or, or like, like in Tanya, like it says, hey, you picture how the world is the outer garment of Hashem, but make pictures, of, make pictures that it's going to make that you should be able to imagine. So that has a different impact than watching a movie that makes you very sad or something. It's like imagining that Daiga is a, has like a different quality or is able to get you to this place Probably differently than watching... You always uh, feel external when you get Unless it's a really good movie, right? It doesn't enter in. I'm not sure what you're. I'm not sure what do you, what do you ask. I'm just asking: Is there a difference between he's talking about imagining, right? Thinking about something. But what is, is thinking? That, imagining. Ma- what's imagination? You think about a picture. You picture in your mind. Okay, so is that more powerful than actually seeing a picture? No, no. Seeing is a lot more powerful if you're actually seeing it. So he's talking about seeing a shem or imagining a shem. Not no, but, but not he's talking about getting into it. He's he talking about imagining the... That Saras? Yeah, I think... He, he says that also. He says like, it over I there also. Isn't he isn't kind of down. like dwelling on it? Isn't he feel like you're a person who's really worried about something or has a worry in their life? So he's like, okay, don't ignore it. Don't push it aside. Don't think it's going to be okay. Go into it. Drive yourself to the point of tears. And also picture yourself before God's throne and now pray to God about it. Now that you're all worked up. Mm-hmm. The, so it sounds, I mean, is it true? He's, I mean, this doesn't, this sounds to me like that's what a very deep prayer is. Prayer is like you have something in your life that really, it could be worrying you, it could be exciting you. And you in that moment, not just to say I'm excited, but also then attach it to some prayer and pray about it. That pray to God, put God in there, and then. And Except that there's an element of prayer that is simply bakasha, right? And if you stop there, then you haven't finished what is necessary. He's saying not only have the bakasha, but also imagine that Hashem is answered. I mean, he's saying something a lot deeper than bakasha. He's saying like bakasha's bakasha's like step three. He's saying about being and feeling the presence. Right. He's not getting to Bakasha. And that God really hears Bakashi. you. Yeah, he's not. To, the, the Vard here isn't that to get your prayers answered. The Vard here is to get your Kesha with God. That's what he's aiming for. That's why you're thinking about the Tsara now. It's not, it's not to get your prayers answered. It's just to push it arouse those emotions. You know, it's interesting because um, even in Tanya, in chapter 7, the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe gives a similar when when we speak about trying to arouse emotions. So like the Alter Rebbe gives an example that... that, that when you rub a mekamid pasach milsa de bedichus of batcher abana, the was talking about how everything could be used. You could elevate everything to God. Everything that that you encounter in this world, anything you experience in reality, could either be brought down to impurity or you could elevate to God. So the gives a marshal like rub before he would teach a shir would say a joke. He would say a joke. Now the joke seemingly is rishus. It's not. It's it's just it's neutral. It's not holy. But because he was saying it in order that the, the rabbi should get into a good mood to open up their mind to be able to learn better, so the joke becomes Kedusha. Now, I'll give us another example. Uh, somebody that's a person eats a good steak, a good wine, to be able to have our Chavas Adas. So the Altar says, the Altar wouldn't say to use that to, to mamash, just think of God through that. He's just saying, use those things to get you into a good mood. <clears throat> the Piazetsta would say, mamash, use them to get you to God. Right? But the Altar also says that, that, that there is this idea of using things to get you into a good mood. That's, that's definitely a Hasidic concept. Yeah. The question is, you know, then this is, you know, 
in our generation, if Rava was able to tell a joke, so, you know, maybe you could watch a, a comedy or something, you know. Anyway, but... but That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this morning I listened to a podcast about Tyree Nichols, and I was like, I was mamish broken, like, and it was, it was very powerful, it was very emotional. Uh-huh. And, like... To me, that's like a moment that he's describing. So I guess I'm asking, is that like qualitatively different than imagining something that would bring you to this no, place? No, no. He's not saying dafka imagine. He's saying, mm-hmm. of, of course, right. if, 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 if that's what you're asking, if you see something and read something or hear something and it brings an emotion, you could use but, it as what to get touched. There, there is a, a power to sanctify the imagination by using the imagination Towards those goals. Yeah, sure. So that it's like building a muscle. Yeah, hundred so percent. But 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 again, the piazetsnos nakuda is he, he's saying to be able to arouse. Right now he's talking about how do you arouse emotion. So he's talking specifically about imagination. And now the next thing we're holding now. What time is it? Yeah, you, you can contemplate. People can contemplate the exact same Say story, that. the same scenario, and have very different emotional reactions. And he's, I guess, what he's saying is. Activate the imagination to get yourself more like you're supposed step. to act. Yeah. Put yourself in, open yourself up. Yeah, I was just asking if it's like you know, talking about being Mitsai or Badafka as opposed to reading something or I guess for like us. Reading reading is, you can read it dispassionately. Also using the imagination. You, in your mind, you, in you could you read, read dispassionately yes, if you're not ima- if you're not allowing your imagination to take but over. But reading is, is not Give it, you know the best the best way to understand the thing about this? In yeshiva, they they or the, or the, all these uh, books of these helpful books. In yeshiva, if you went to yeshiva, so if you read those books that tell you how to how to be koina shas, you know, real litvish, how to how to mamish be koina gemara, how to be able to really remember a sugya. So one of the things that's the eitzah is to imagine the case. you know, you actually imagine. The two people with the there. T- you're there, you're, you're watching, watching it, it. you yeah. know, you think about the people. And it's like a mnemonic device. What, it, why? It has the same, <laughs> mnemonic devices are, it's like the theater of Shakespeare, the theater of, the, of memory that you, you, you associate different memories with different symbols or different letters to just keep, the, keep it more present in your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like a... A strategy, but this for, is about making it more, more <clears throat> real to you. Yeah, it's a little different. It's not just memory. It's, it's not like, just memory, no. But it's the no, emotion is meant real. to. He's assuming that the emotion is the vehicle. The, the the imagination is the vehicle to cultivate those emotions that you're aiming for, because it takes it out of just the purely cognitive, and and puts it into a more holistic, affective medium. Right, but what Jonathan is saying is that if if hearing a story or, so or seeing a something movie, like, like yeah, watching a movie, movie about the Holocaust he, is much more powerful that, right, and emotional. He would say that because that's you. Of, it's me. Maybe you clue me. in when you see that. Yeah, right, so okay, obviously it's subjective. Okay, that's, yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't yeah. that yeah. the Messiah yeah. way you need? That yeah, that is exactly. Watching a movie is not semantics. It went from the podcast to your heart in some way that it doesn't go to others, right? Is that not the Mitzayer where you, you, you let it influence you? And it sure it is. That's what I was asking. Imagine? Yeah. That's yeah, what I was taking asking. it to her. You took it to her. Yeah, I mean... He's saying that's what you have to do in general. You have to take it to Let's her. look at the next the example he's going to give. and, and uh, <laughs> You've seen it? Yeah, sure. It's really, yeah, it's really uh, not pleasant. Um, yeah, so anyone that, you know, the, what do they have now? Trigger warnings? Yeah. Trigger warning, in case anyone... Uh, you know, when I suffer from my depression, if I would have read this, I probably would have gotten as well. This is not a very pleasant thing to read. But so, so the piece is like this. If you're not able to wake yourself up through some kind of anxiety, some kind of issue that happened in the past. So think about something that's depressing in the future, something that's going to make you sad in the future. Yasek Atzas HaGemara, Yisko Misa. Do like the Gemara says, Remember the day of your death. Avaloiberayan grade of a kloli. Not just a general, don't just remember the day of your death is like a. In an abstract. In an abstract, in, you know, the day you're all going to die. This will be, you know, bye bye, Miss American Pie. This will be the day that I die, right? If you sing it like that, it's not going to have an effect. Rather, what? 
he says rather what you have to get into Hagamar the Gemara says he's saying he's explaining why it's not enough to just think of it just generally because Hagamar says that the Gemara says that wicked people know they're going to die so why don't they do tshuva that because because they know but it just remains as some kind of idea without yeah yadir klolus a very general idea I don't know, that's interesting. I thought that was a modern Hebrew word. And, you know, protrot. Protrot, yeah, interesting. Is that some pratim? Yeah, it means in to, 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 yeah, to particulars. Yeah, so interesting. I don't know how when that entered the Lashon Kodesh. Cholof, you have to break your heart to get into details. And again, Yitzayir is a dover. Picture the day of your death. Literally watch the movie in your mind. After person's years. Picture the, the, your last glance on the whole world. Think about it, you're going to have one more time to look at the world. Anyone ever heard of the Bridge of Sighs? Sure. In Venice? In Venice yeah. You were there? You ever yeah. were there? Yeah. It's beautiful. So they have this thing um, in Venice, uh, the court is, is connected to the dungeon. So they would try people in the Middle Ages, and then they would take them straight from the court to the dungeon for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, whatever. And as they were taken from the court to the dungeon, there's a bridge that looks out from St. Mark's Square, the most beautiful view. Like, it's, it's stunning. And you could see it from that bridge. So Lord Byron called it the Bridge of Sighs because all the prisoners on their way to the dungeon, they would have one last look at the world, and they would give a big sigh. That this is their last look. So the Pizetsner is saying, "Give that or sigh. You know, one last look." Now, before we go further, before we re- read further into spies, what's that? There's a movie, a Br- the Bridge yeah. of Spies. I was just wondering Probably. if it's a play on that. Maybe, it could be. Um, so before we go weiter, I want to just take take a second just to say he's going to get a lot more protrot. He's going to get a lot more graphic. But before we do, I just want to point out something. He's saying that this is what the the Atzas Gemara, right? right? That's not exactly what the Gemara says. <laughs> just to make a ha'ara, in other words, he's using the Gemara, but that's not what the Gemara is talking about. It's a Gemara in Brachas and Davhei. The Gemara says like this: the Gemara is explaining the Pasuk and Tilim, it's a Pasuk and Tilim Beis, Rigzu Val Techato, Imruvavavchem Amishkavchem Adoy Musela. Which means, Rigzu Val Techato, you know, be uh, uh, right. agitated and don't sin, say in your heart, on your, on, your, on your bed, and be silent. So the Gemara says, what's that means? That Loilam Yargizadam Yetzatev Yetzatev, you should always be, get your Yetzatev, should be angry at Yetzatev. Your, your, your Yitzhah should be angry at Yitzhah, you should be frustrated with the Yitzhah, you should say, well, you're an idiot, Yitzhah, why are you doing this to me, right? And if that saves you from sin, and that's what the Pasuk means, but if that doesn't help, learn Torah, like it says, say in your heart, means learn Torah. If, that, if you're not able to keep the, get, conquer the Yitzhah, learn Torah. If that doesn't help, you learn Torah, and you still, the Yitzhah is, you can't get rid of it, it's still, Yikra Kriyashma, Al Mishkavchem. Say Kriyashma. It says Gemara, if that doesn't help, be silent, Then remember the day of death. So, what's the Gemara talking about? Remember the day of death. The Gemara is not talking about remember the day of death in order to arouse emotions. The Gemara is talking about remember the day of death in order to conquer the eight Sahara. It's the opposite in some ways. Yeah. Remember the out mortal. Silence to chill your exactly to exil your passions yeah. to chill your passions. Yeah, and those remember the out mortal and and don't sin. But he's saying how to do that, how to remember Yomisa. This method of the meditative or the imaginative is the most effective way to get that result. But which result are you looking for? Of of not being over Avera. So that's what the Gemara says. Right, but that's what the Pizestin is no, talking about. No, but he's about. saying the Pizestin is saying the method of of really experiencing Yom Misa can't be this shitkit, this klolit. It has to be something that's real. In order to arouse in, emotions. In order to dampen the emotions. No, to arouse Again, them. But the, to arouse the, them, the to dampen wants, them. But that's the Piazessin wants to arouse them. He doesn't want to dampen them. Because he, well, the Piazessin wants to... The Piazessin is using this phrase 
for his own purpose, right? Exactly. Okay. Fair. That's that's all I'm saying. Although you could say that the possessor is just interpreting that Gemara in his in his unique way to silence the the emotions of Avera by the other emotions of Yomisa. Okay, listen, I mean, I mean, if, if, if we already agreed that no, you can't read the Ravid like that in Brisk, so you can't, probably can't read the Gemara like that in Brisk, but maybe, maybe, it's a, you could say Aldera Chadrush. Anyway, but that's, it's certainly not what the Gemara means Bepashtus, but anyway, so let's, let's, get, let's see what he says. So how, so you're picturing how you have your last, you give a sigh, you have your last, last glance at the world. Uh, imagine the last time the last time you, you look at your children you have to leave them you have to leave your children and go with your body into the dust into the dirt full of insects and worms right, is everyone uh, picturing this? <laughs> it's um yeah, so you have to see your body going into the dirt full of worms and insects. And the soul is going to the soul and the soul is going to a way that we know not we don't know where the soul is going to be taken. And again, keep picturing the day of your funeral. Your children will stand around you, and they'll cry, and they'll scream, Oi, Avi, Avi, oh, our father, our father. <laughs> His, his, his family, his people that love him, will miss him, will call out to him. And you, as the dead person, you're, you're, you hear everything. But you can't help them. You can't help all your relatives that are crying like this because you're dead. You really want to live. You want to come back to life. But your heart is about to burst. Your throat is like uh, um, smushed up until you almost like be strangled, huh? Until and they and they pull out your soul from your from your throat. And then the funeral, they take you to the cemetery. This son is banging his head against the wall. Screaming out, crying, My father, my father, how did you leave us? Have you oh, forever been taken away from us? And the daughter, she throws herself on the earth. She screams out, and she weeps, she wails. I can't live without you, my father. If only I could have died instead of you. Tears are coming out. Screams are coming out from her. It seems like she's going to burst from such pain. This, this pain that's coming out of her. And the, the voices of these mourners... The, the, of your family, your children, they, they bring fear. Those living and those dead. And everyone standing in the funeral, everyone else around there also starts crying because they feel so bad for your children. They're screaming, they're yelling, they're confusing all around. But here comes the worst part. <laughs> And then at the end, if that's not bad enough, they all go home. <laughs> and then they, you know, and they have a bagel. And you stay by yourself over there at the cemetery. And who are you left with when they all go home to, to, to tell, you know, stories about you, their the shiva? And especially, Reish's Chachma is a Kabbalistic book that brings all the punishments of Gehenim. In one in one one slim volume, so one need not search if one wants to scare the crap out of yourself. Yeah, If you learn these things, What happens to the soul after one passes away after the funeral? Then even a heart of stone will become soft from this bitterness. 
And this will cause your davening to be the way it should be. You won't be missing a hisiris, you'll be awakened, you won't be missing thoughts. Because then you're going to bring it up to Hashem. I'm not sure that this is something our generation could handle, frankly. I think this is, uh, you know, this is... It's good. This is not for the depressed. Definitely not. The depressed would say, no one's even going to come to my funeral. (laughs) Right. Right. I've read this. Te- this uh, some therapists have the, use this as a technique. What? Do you remember the day of death? Well, I imagine the day of your funeral. That's how they phrase it. I mean, I don't know how I remember the day of your death is, but um, but they actually use that as a technique, and apparently, um, I don't remember exactly what they use it for, but I remember reading that they. I was going to ask you what using it for. What? <clears throat> I mean, there's a part they say that um, that life is split up into two parts. Uh, the part until you until you realize that you only live once, and then the part after. So, like, there's a, there's a concept of like thinking about the fact that a person's gonna die to, in a way to use that to seize the day to like to make that's the day count. That's probably what it was. That's probably what it was. To make every day and count. But, but to do it in a way where you actually feel it. Because you can, you can sit and you can say that all you want. But something, like I remember one particular book I read, they said exactly that. They wanted to get somebody to feel that, to see that whatever they were worried about really wasn't any, it's any not, significance. It's not worth most of the things that usually ruin our day. If you think about the fact that we only have a certain amount of days, you wouldn't let it ruin your day so no. quickly. Remember the book Tuesdays with Maury? Sure. What's the whole vart of that book? That because he knows he's he's dying, so you know he's able to to appreciate yeah. life that much more. So now we shouldn't know from uh, anyway. But that's the Pizetzner. So he he wants the emotions aroused any way possible. The shell What's that? No, we didn't get there yet. That's later. That's later. It's a happier meditation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, not for the faint-hearted. It's it's, it's good to do once in a while. Yeah, yeah, once in a while. I mean, again, that... Memento Mori. It's in the the Stoic... It's in the non-Jewish tradition Yeah, remember thou art mortal. Yeah, Yeah, sure. To remember one's death. Yep. It's pretty This would be good for the healer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better to go to the house in the morning. That's for a different purpose. That's so you seize the day. Not to no, that's not what Chazal mean when they say go to the house. They don't mean it to seize the day. They mean to, to take Musa. Prioritize. Musar, to... finish the sentence. What? Musar, I finish the sentence. For what purpose? To, to be the way a Jew is supposed to be. Ah, you mean seize the day like to, to, to be Avedis Hashem? Yeah, and a Hanami. Yeah. Right. That's not what he's saying. Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm. So is he right. saying he's that the, the, the peak mistake. of machshava is tefillah? Yeah, that's my I mean, he's saying the point yeah. of all machshava yeah. and istirach is tefillah. The yeah. point is to arouse the emotions so Just that you could daven in a in a heisa a heisa davening a hot davening. That's the end itself. I mean, obviously, I guess the prayer beyond that is. Connection to Hashem, but ultimately the goal is the prayer. Exactly, and the and the goal is to feel that emotion during the prayer. And and I'm telling you, it's so diametrically opposed. If you you learn that book from the Mitzvah Rebbe, track the next to see the whole Nakuda is not to look for to have the emotion. If it comes, it comes, but not to look for the. But in here, he's saying, do anything it takes, even if to to remember this whole. uh, So the Mitzvah Rebbe is looking for kind of a. Achieving a tabula rasa sort of condition, whereas the possessor is very directed. To, what do you mean by tabula? I mean, I know what tabula rasa means, but what, why do you say tabula rasa? He you wants empty your head and then wait for things to come. No, he doesn't. No, so it's not. To, it's it's to empty your head from extraneous thoughts, which is in Shulchan Aruch. But but Bichal Shulchan Aruch says that before you daven to empty your head. But the Chabad would the Mitzvah Rebbe would say to 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 focus on divine concepts. Levels of divine light, levels, spheres, worlds, how the worlds are unified with God. Oh, but the, it's the ecstasy that either comes or doesn't come. Don't, right. Don't be chasing that. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. That's, that's the Nakuda. And the Pizetsu would say, Dafka aroused the emotions, even if 
if it's something like uh, this, this picturing one's funeral, if that's what it takes, whatever's going to arouse the emotion. Taif. Shkoyach. to all of everyone. I wonder if you would have written this after the war. Hmm. Or in Warsaw. I mean, he did write this in Warsaw, but not in the ghetto. No, not this. This is 10 years, you said. No, it's still in Warsaw. Warsaw. For the ghetto. Before yeah. the ghetto. Yeah, for the ghetto. But he was in, yeah, but he was in Warsaw. That's where he lived. Yeah, ghetto. before the ghetto. <laughs> he was a young man. In the 20s, I think. In the 20s. He was a young man, very young man. This was written before Chobos and Talmidim? No. Chobos uh, and Talmidim is in 33, I think. Yeah? I think so. He's a Rebbe already. Yeah, yeah, but he's very young. He's still young. He's like in his 20s. 30, maybe. 1933? It doesn't have to be a war. He's dead all the time. Going to funerals is a daily occurrence. I was an extremely young person. I buried two children. And, you know, I don't. I think for for anyone who's arrived, I think it's death is a very. Who's like in his early forties when his kid when his son was killed? That was in the no, I'm saying, not my children. You know what I mean? And I was a very young person. The first time. Interesting observation, actually. The, I, I, I don't know. I think he needs a war to teach him what death is. Modern, totally. Sifri Mosor, uh, you know. Seems like natural. Post-Holocaust. Attuned to some emotional... I believe in his writings. There's a marked difference between... Well, the, the, the only... Ra- during the war. During the war, well, that he is Ash Kodesh. So we'll talk about the difference between the beginning of the age code. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. And then compared to this, compared to this, it's a different, uh, completely different genre. I mean, age Kodesh is, is the drushes that he's giving to the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto in 1941, 1942. This is talking to people, you know, uh, that you know have everything they need. Well, as much as that was possible in the shtetl or Warsaw. So yeah. he's not looking for relaxation, though. I find that when I go to my happy place, right? I used to, we used to go to Lake Mead, and it's just so wonderful and beautiful and very relaxing. That's not going to fill me with powerful emotion. It relaxes me. The possessor seems to be looking for intense emotion. Right? Yeah, but a chuppet like that, that's talk of an example. Like, why not use an example of an intense emotion like having a chuppet? Having a child. Having a child, you know. Well, having a child is pretty universal. But I think he's trying to give, like, an, an, a universe, like, something that most people will... Having a child definitely is one of them, right? Having, uh, giving, like, an example of something <clears throat> that most people will relate to. I think, I mean, most people will relate to a child differently, still strongly, but their own funeral, that's a different story. I think almost everyone will have like a very strong reaction to that, and that's what he's looking for. You know, and that's like um, good or bad, or however way you want to put it. He yeah, wants even, that reaction. I, but, but, like even before the funeral, he said, think of, think of uh, your issue, think of something that's bothering you, something that's... Something, but but so before the funeral, he said, "Think of some again." He already said something negative, like think no. of something that's bothering you. You know, why not think of something that's going to bring you into a good mood? Like I, I'm not sure why. And future other examples coming are also. Negative. So, but he he doesn't talk about this nakuda. He's going to have examples where he's going to have very positive, beautiful meditations, but this nakuda where he's saying. Uh, make the emo- arouse the emotions in order to to hijack them then for Hashem. I, I don't know why he doesn't bring positive examples. I'm not sure. Hmm. Sure. Yeah, interesting.